Maction! And welcome back to a very special edition. Very special edition. Of the 2019 Fantasy Football Podcast for Sunday's Finest. You are back and listening to The, the Podfathers. Podfathers. I'm your host. Am I the host? Is that okay? Co-host. You, yeah, co-host. You're not analytics or anything yeah, like that? I, I can, yeah, I can be whatever. Well, you're certainly smarter than me, the engineer. It's uh, Connor. And Madison. And sadly, it's gone too fast. We're nearing the end of another fantasy football season. Yes. Um, very sad. Um, and it's predominantly sad because we are not in the championship. And that is why we are hosting this podcast, because unfortunately, the two that usually host don't just want to talk about their whole team the whole time. Well, we wouldn't let them is the problem. <laughs> they started recording and we said, no, we no. do not want to hear Mason talk about Christian McCaffrey yeah. and Jake talk about all the players that he likes. And, and which is everyone. Yeah, all of his players. So we've grabbed the mic. We're ringing in uh, the final uh, to figure out who is the most superior owner. And uh, it was a great season, wasn't it? It it was a great season. I made a little playoff push, got in there um, as the four seed, um, ended up losing a close matchup to Jake, who went on um, to lose to Mason. uh, Sorry, I got that backwards. Went on to lose to um, Jake and Ryan. um, And you were uh, seventh, eighth, something. I mean, does it matter after six? Close to in. As long as um, it's not last. We had a we had a matchup at the end. That yeah, was a lot of fun. Yeah. I love rival rivalry week with a playoff spot on the line. That yeah, always it would have been more fun if I had made it competitive. It was not uh, it was a lot of build up, but it wasn't very interesting uh, when it came to the weekend. Yeah. Um so uh, we love we love this league. We love you all. Um two thousand nineteen has been a great year. Um I have a new keeper, most likely, uh, looking at Todd Gurley next year. Thanks, John. Um, And uh, getting excited to run it back. But before we get to uh, 2020, we got the banquet coming up January 4th. Um, Very excited. Can't wait. Can't wait for the Poss House. I have a feeling that Riley is going to be, like, bucking his head, like, strongly on rules. Like, I've I've heard – rumors that he's he's creeping around he's yeah. he's got a couple bills in the works yeah. i think he's going to be doing some you know we don't do rules at the banquet but i think there's going to be some backroom stuff yeah. going on yeah i'll get a, i'll get a couple of thoughts on on the two things that he texted the league about first half point ppr i will always vote against i think more points is more fun i realize that that, that is ignorant i realize i realize that that devalues running backs but i think that is part of the game that we've created um, and I will always vote against it, but I'm not like, I will always vote against it, but I'm not like going to be like crying if it passes, like sure. it's, it's fine if it does, but I will just vote against so, it. So, I mean, the reality is that we like, like most politics, we're going to have to find some dirt on you somewhere <laughs> and just buy your vote. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, that's where I stand on that, but no. But like big picture doesn't doesn't really like rock my boat either way, even though I will vote against it. Um, the, the second issue that he brought up. So I don't think third place should get one hundred dollars. I think that third place should get fifty dollars. I think fourth place should get fifty dollars. I think fifth place should get fifty dollars. I think sixth place should get fifty dollars. Um, I think that that makes sense. Um, 
just because like what is third out of 14 like that's not that great um I just think that once that that allows it to be like once you're out you're out so that you're not the third place game doesn't matter they're not picking up people affecting the championship um so I'm all for dropping the third place money $50 from the third place money and I don't exactly know how I want to reallocate that I think Alex's text the other day of increasing the buy-in to 125 for everyone and then the highest scoring points leader of each week gets $25 was a great idea. Um, and then maybe you just give that extra $50 from third place to second place or something like that. I'm not sure. But um, I, I'm, I'm all for eliminating that third place money and adding some value for um, for highest points of the week or highest points of the season in some way or another. What about you? Yeah, I mean, rule up. You know, we're we're not going to solve any rule, rules debates on here. Uh, I'll just say that my observation is, I I agree with the third place thing, and my thought is like we might be giving second place too much money. Yeah, we could give it to first. Yeah, I mean, uh, based uh, based uh, on our interview yeah. that you all will hear later, we might be giving second place too much money. But we're not going to solve like rules debates here. Yeah. Um, so so we'll move it on a little bit. Uh, I guess first shout out is to the women's league. They are in the final as well. Your wife eliminated. Yes, and bitter. <laughs> and might not play fantasy again. She rides the roller coaster of like, this is so fun. Like, why have I never done this? And like, this is a dumb game. Like, why would I ever do this? You know, pretty much on a one o'clock, four o'clock, eight o'clock game yeah. basis. Yeah. Um, so that's a right. fun adventure. But but she was in the in the playoffs. She was in the semis. She yep. made the semis. She lost to Madison Orman, uh, who will compete against Claire Andrus for the inaugural uh, Sunday's finals. Inaugural. How do you say? <laughs> Don't even start with me. But the the first ever. There is that go. better? Yeah. Uh, first ever women's or Sunday's finest, finest champion championship. Uh, how sick would it be if Claire and May- Mason both, both took home a trophy? Not sick at all. I'm rooting against both of them. Yeah. No, sick, like gross. Like yeah. sick, like, mm. yeah. Sick, like, yeah. Bleh. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I agree. that's what I meant. All right. We're on the same page. Yeah. Um, so do you want to touch on, uh, so yeah, we're like, like, uh, like we mentioned briefly, um, we uh, um, are going to be bringing on Jake and Ryan and Mason as well to talk about um, the championship. But before we get there, since third place does have some money on the line, we wanted to bring up third place um, and talk about uh, Jake Jake versus uh, Riley. Um, and uh, we're going to give um, predictions, our own our own home 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 cooked predictions on the third place game and and talk about like one or two matchups and uh and then we're going to get into the interview yeah so uh congratulations to both teams that are still fighting for something i've, I've been dead for a while um i'm currently taking on maggots or at least my fantasy team is but uh congratulations to riley on a great season and to jake on a great season uh how unbelievable is it that jake is in this matchup given yeah. like three weeks ago, four weeks ago or something yeah. like that, like declaring his team dead. Yes. Being like if I sneak in, it's fine. And now he's playing for third place. Yeah. So good for you. It's projected 121, 122. Uh, so a close projection. I'll run, I'll run through Jake's team since he, uh, since he beat me. Um, and if you start at quarterback and you start at Tannehill, that's what our matchup came down to. Um, 
he beat me around 133 to 122 in the first round of the playoffs, something something around that. And um, the matchup swung at Tannehill versus Rodgers. I mean, that was where essentially where he um, had the gap on me, and I had the points in Phillip Rivers to to potentially win that matchup. But a, no one cares about that, and b, I never even thought about it. So, um, but anyway, Tannehill has been on fire um, and lighting it up um, and uh, feeding AJ Brown, um, which Mason wants a piece of, I'm sure this week. And um, he's just uh, it's just out of nowhere, but um, it's, it's a really, really solid uh, spot for Jake with Hill. And then he's got Le'Veon and Mixon, um, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, the two Cowboys receivers that ultimately ended up being um, his downfall in, in his semifinal matchup. Uh, DJ Moore, Tyler Higbee. He's got Denver defense um, and then uh, Miami's kicker um, projected at 121. Um, uh, his team always kind of hinges on, on the Dallas boys, um, and get, getting theirs. Um, and, uh, and if they do, um, playing in Philadelphia Sunday, um, I think that, that Jake could walk home with championship, but I, I'm, I'm, I would hedge my bets against it. Um, yeah. I, I tend to agree. I think Higby goes over, uh, he's been absolutely getting fed lately but I hate the Dallas receivers at Philadelphia. I've seen that movie a hundred times. Dak's got an AC joint, uh, and and Riley has a really good team. Yeah. Um, he earned a buy. He was competitive the entire year. He's ridden Fournette and Henry. He's got good wide receivers in Edelman and Williams, and he's got Kittle, which Higby's getting fed, but you obviously like Kittle and that. Yeah. So I'd, I'd lean Riley as well. And that's with Dalvin Cook on the bench. Correct. Yeah. Uh, currently injured. He is projected, but, uh, look, you know, the fact that he's out of the lineup, it seems like Riley doesn't think he's going to play. But we'll see what happens there. Um, but that's for third place. Yeah. And as much as I hate to introduce the next three people who you're going to hear, particularly one of them who I share blood with, Everybody cares about finishing first in this league. They don't sign up, pay $100 to finish third or second or fourth or seventh like me. And they certainly don't sign up to be ISHN. No. So without further ado, I'll introduce you to Mason, Jake, and Ryan. Can you state your name for the record? Um, yeah, this is uh, Mason Paws, two-time champion. Okay, I, I think this is I a cut. Yeah, this is a great cold. This is a great cold open. Do not cut this. Okay, so you know we're talking to Mason Paws, two-time champion. We're also talking to Jake Nagy, one-time runner-up, and Ryan Long. Three-time runner-up. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know him. uh, You know him on the fantasy field. uh, You know him otherwise. Congratulations, first of all, for me, Connor, and my co-host today. Yeah, congratulations. So, uh, we were briefly going to scan through how we got here. So, 
Jake and Ryan got to take the week off. Mason obliterated Saquanda forever. Um, and then moving on to when you both played last week, uh, uh, Ryan, you all played probably one of the closest playoff matchups, semifinal matchups ever. Uh, how did you all feel going into that last night? We were nervous. Uh, I think we felt confident as the day progressed and we saw some of our boys go off, including Chubbs and Mahomes and Devontae Parker was our excellent start at flex. But as Higby started to pile on points out of nowhere, uh, our hope and faith turned to anxiety as we were supposed to trust in a defense, which is not my favorite position to root for. So correct me if I'm wrong, you you were done, right? Playing against Pittsburgh, so you were you were just sweating the points, right? Uh, no, correct. other way around. I'm sorry. No, you had Pittsburgh. Okay, I got. We you. had Pittsburgh, Good. and that was the last person playing. Got it. Okay. Good. And then Mason, you absolutely destroyed uh, Riley, who had a formidable squad. Uh, going into that matchup, like, what was your level of concern, anxiety, and like, at what point, excluding? Christian McCaffrey where you're like okay I got this yeah I mean I think I think going into the matchup Riley was projected at 140 and like like rightly so like his squad's so good um and I was even like as I was like making lineup decisions I was basically saying I have to shoot for the moon which is why I ended up playing like AJ Brown over like Raheem Mostert at flex because I just like needed the higher upside guy um but I think about the time I thought that it was done was like I played all my guys at one o'clock pretty much and then like he had all his guys at 425 and as soon as Dalvin left the game with injury and I was like still up by like I don't know like 50 or 60 at that point that was when like I knew I had uh, another trip to the championship in the bag yeah 157.74 I'm not sure what the what the stats are on playoff uh game highs um but that's got to be up there yeah, it felt good. Um, it definitely, like, I mean, obviously, almost a quarter of my production any game is coming from Christian McCaffrey and, and, and maybe even more. Like, the weeks that I've scored, you know, 130, and he's scoring, scoring like, 40-odd points. That's that's fully almost one-third of my points. So I obviously, like, have to give the, the credit to that because that's pretty much just dragged me tooth and nail through the season and then also into the playoffs. Um, but obviously you got some, uh, like, uh, Travis Kelsey's, like, come on closer to the end as after kind of a slower start. And then A.J. Brown has been a revelation, and, and he's kind of looking like a start-every-week guy. So, yeah, a lot of production from those those names. Nice. Uh, Jake, I had uh, one question for you in relation to your semifinal matchup. Um, what did the celebration consist of with, with, <laughs> with, a, with a secondary teammate? Oh, man. It was probably one of the greatest moments of being in Sunday's finest uh, over all these years. We, uh, it was, uh, let's see, it was Sunday night and had gotten back. Um, I was out with uh, Madison, came back and um, had the game on TV with about seven minutes left. And, and we were just sweating it, man, absolutely sweating it. And uh, so Ryan and I were actually FaceTiming each other. Uh, so we had the, the same stream at the same time. I, I turned the camera around so that he could watch my TV with me. And uh, with about a minute left, the Steelers are driving down the field. We thought, okay, they score and send this to overtime. The Bills are probably going to get something, and we're going to lose. 
So we were just riddled with anxiety. And uh, finally, the uh, the Bills pick them off in the end zone, and we were going absolutely nuts, FaceTiming each other. I was screaming, running around the apartment, and my dog was, like, jumping up and down, like, jumping on me while I was FaceTiming Ryan. So it was, uh, it was quite a party in the Nagy household and uh, definitely a moment I'll remember for a long time. Uh, I have another question about your, your matchup because it was more interesting than Mason's. In terms of, <laughs> like, Devontae Parker, is, were you all always set on, like, playing Devontae Parker in your flex? Was that kind of, like, how you were going to your lineup or was that matchup dependent? Like, was that a decision you had to make between – like a Tyler Boyd or you have like an Adrian Peterson that's probably an outside consideration, but like, like most of your lineup is pretty much set in its own right. Other than the flex, like what went into playing Devonte? Cause obviously he had like a massive day and this had, you know, really a, 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 a monster season compared to what he's had before. Yeah. I can, I can attest to that one a little bit, Jake. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so I'm sitting in my seats in Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati at 12 o'clock before the 1 o'clock game. And we do not have Devontae Parker in our lineup. Um, because the thinking was, uh, okay, a high, high floor. And he's concussion protocol. And those can re-aggravate an injury very quickly. And he could get a zero, big old goose egg. And Jake started to have kind of a, an inkling that, you know what, this could be the week. This could be not only is he going to score 15, but he could score 20 plus. And so we switched it at about noon um, to 1230 before the one o'clock kick and threw him into the flex and it paid off. Yeah, true yeah. story. I, uh, I actually I had gone on uh, Saturday night and gotten some Korean barbecue. And uh, so Sunday morning. My stomach was feeling it pretty bad and uh, went to uh, the bathroom at church. I was sitting there scrolling through the lineup, looking at things, and I was like, oh, my gosh, we need to start Devontae Parker. Like, what are we doing? So I thought to myself, thank God we went and got uh, Korean barbecue Saturday night because if I hadn't had that epiphany moment on the John at church Sunday morning, then who knows what, what may have happened. <laughs> so, so I will ask you this, Jake. If yeah. If it weren't for the Korean barbecue, you might not be in the final, right? Yeah, this is true. <laughs> so does that have any correlation with picking up Young Ho Koo for the final? <laughs> you know, you know, uh, I think that, that that might be a good omen, Connor. I think that might be a good omen. So I might have to go get some Korean barbecue Saturday night just to, to really keep the vibe of our team uh, going strong here with the, uh, the Korean vibes. Um, I got I got one more semifinal question for uh, you all. I guess um, uh, Ryan, I'll direct it towards you. The decision to start Austin Hooper on his first week back from injury um, over Noah Fant, and in the end, Noah Fant would have been the better play by two points. And I guess it doesn't really matter because um, you're into the championship anyway. But was was that uh, an e an easy decision to to go for him on his on his first week back? Yeah, I think it felt easier than maybe it, it should have. Uh, it, that was the Ryan and Jake, my guy. Hooper got us here. Um, he was finally cleared. We liked where the Falcons off offense had a chance this week. Denver's all over the place. And though Fant had two big weeks, he also had two awful weeks. And so we said, you know what? If we're looking at matchups, they're kind of a toss-up. But Hooper's our guy. Like, even though it's San Fran... Atlanta still might score, and Hooper can grab a receiving touchdown as he's so good at. So um, the potential of one touchdown and maybe less receiving yards were, were over the risky fan play in our minds and at least our hearts. 
Yeah, and he was honestly centimeters away from getting that touchdown, that one catch that, like, the first, like, few times I watched it, I literally thought that he caught it off of his foot, but it turns out that, like, it just brushed the ground. So it was almost like, you know, that's a seven-point swing, so it was almost a really good play by you guys. Yeah, good call. Um, So we are going to move on to the championship matchup. Um, and I have, um, a couple, uh, issues that are, uh, talking points that I want to get your all's take on, um, before, before we start getting into picks. So, uh, question number one I have for you, Mason, um, is you are playing the Kansas City defense Sunday night at Chicago, um, currently slotted in your lineup. And, uh, you are also playing Allen Robinson. Um, who is playing against Kansas City on Sunday night. Um, and just your uh, overall standard thoughts on what receiver versus, or, or uh, player versus defense that you own, um, and then a little bit more in-depth on, on to your decision this week. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It's good that you bring that up. I, I typically hate playing defenses against players that you think are going to score. If it's somebody like Robert Woods who doesn't score very often and gets a lot of his points in between the numbers, like that one's like one that you feel a little bit better about because, you know, there's not necessarily like like Robert Woods or, or whoever it is could have a good game and like the defense could pick off the quarterback a couple times. And then like you have your, your both like good scores from both of those players. But since Allen Robinson is such a threat in the red zone, it's like, you know, basically like any Allen Robinson touchdown is all of a sudden worth four points. It's no longer worth six points because if you score, you take points off of your defense as well. So I typically really hate doing it. So I'm still not really entirely sure where I'm going to land on that. I also have the Redskins D who play the Giants who are obviously very generous at giving the ball away. But I think it's honestly going to come down to whether Danny Dimes plays or Eli plays because Danny Dimes is much more careless with the football. And although the Redskins are like a laughingstock in their own right, they also like have, I think, the Redskins D is ranked the 17th ranked D, which really isn't that bad, and has weeks of 8, 13, and 24 in the last four weeks. So I, I could see myself plugging in the Redskins D. Um, but yeah, don't don't really love the the Chiefs D versus Allen Robinson and them taking away from each other. Is that the last uh, decision you have in your head, or are you looking at flex at all? Yeah, I think I'm looking at flex. I think the two decisions that I have right now are definitely defense um, between those two. Those are definitely the best options out there. And then at flex, you know, Kenny Galladay, like obviously one of the most talented receivers in the league um, and has some really good games, even though like David Blau or whatever his name is throwing in the football. Um, But Denver's D is very good. And so it's like, okay, I could slot in Brashad Perryman, who figures to get like significant volume in the Tampa Bay offense. Or Raheem Mostert, who has like a high floor with uh with pretty valuable touches in the 49ers awesome run offense. So I think those are the three that I'm like toying with, like switching in and out. Um, but for the most part, I think the rest of my lineup's pretty set. Uh is your lineup as currently constructed the most likely lineup that you're going in with? Um, I would say yes for the most part. I think the Chiefs and the Redskins really is contingent on what happens with Daniel Jones. And then even then, even if Eli plays, I still think it's kind of a coin flip. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's something that I'm going to have to think about over the next 24 hours or so. Because as a lot of you know, Connor and I are 
get on a plane and, and going elsewhere. So it'll be good to have that figured out before we leave. Yeah. Um, Jake, I got a, a question for you. Um, on the flip side, you uh, have Mahomes at quarterback, which makes sense. Um, but throwing the ball to target monster Travis Kelsey um, mm. sitting there on Mason's team. Um, are, are you guys, uh, have you thought about how the points go both ways there? And is there any, um, any reason why you wouldn't go with Mahomes? That's a good question. And honestly, it's kind of ironic because last year when we faced Mason in the championship, we had Mahomes and Kelsey and we were just begging Mahomes to throw it to Kelsey. Every single play, it came down to a, a Sunday night game, I believe with the chiefs. And uh, just begging Mahomes to throw the ball to Kelsey. And now we're going to be doing exactly the opposite, begging Mahomes not to throw it to Kelsey. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we'd be uh, really seriously thinking about starting anybody other than Mahomes. Um, we don't even have another QB on our roster right now. We dropped uh, Locke. But, you know, it does. It really, it really kind of brings into uh, consideration, like Mason said, you know, if uh, you're starting wide receiver and he catches a touchdown against your defense, it's really only a four-point play. Well, when Mahomes throws a touchdown to Kelsey, you only get four for that. Kelsey gets six. You know, you're actually losing two points. So definitely hoping that Tyreek is going to be healthy and able to play, that he's going to look to some other options. Obviously, the dream would be Mahomes – uh, runs one in. He has run a, a couple in this season. Um, so I think that's something we'd be really pulling for. But yeah, definitely a, a bit ironic after uh, last year's championship where we were banking on Kelsey and it didn't happen. I hope the same thing happens to Mason this year. He's banking on Travis Kelsey and uh, Mahomes decides to throw it elsewhere. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Ryan, a question for you. So unfortunately, you all have been bitten with the bug that every fantasy manager fears and you've had to do some shuffling uh any optimism that we see godwin out there uh aj green's been ruled out and then i guess kind of piggybacking with that and the shuffling i I think you all have several interesting decisions to make the fact that philip Lindsay's also on your bench too uh, i would you know, think that he, he would be a consideration in, in, you know, whether it be your flex or that running back two spot. Um, so I guess two part question, do you think there's any chance we see Godwin and two, are you all still flip flopping, you know, between the two of you uh, amongst that flex and that RB two spot? Yeah. Great question. Godwin first, he's, he's got us here. Uh, number one in the NFL in receiving yards and, I'm pretty skeptical. Uh, you know, the ESPN report Mason and I were just looking at over says, you know, they didn't reveal the MRI results, but they were held out. Of, he was held out of practice anyway. That just doesn't seem good, um, especially with Tampa Bay, how their season's going. And this is a young star they have on, on their roster. I just don't see him suiting up. Um, if he does, it actually makes our decision a little easier. Um, I would kind of hope for that because we, our lineup is not set. Um, here in Mason's confidence in his lineup, I kind of felt jealous sitting beside him. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got some interesting plays, uh, some interesting matchups, as well as, you know, who do we think's hot right now? Uh, Hunt, uh, since being reinstated, has gone for 11 to 17 every single week. Um, so maybe not as high as a ceiling as other people, but a solid floor. Um, so while Lindsay is projected more, Lindsay has spited me, um, the last couple weeks and, um, has a good matchup in a, a dome, but 
I don't know. AP looks so great last week. There could be a lot of discussion on our RB2 spot, and I think that's something Jake and I have gone a lot back and forth of, is instead of flex, who are we going to start at RB2? Um, and do we trust Cincinnati and Andy Dalton? Tend to say no on that one, but uh, Jake kind of feels otherwise. <laughs> gotcha. Um, Jake, so you are you, you have a reputation of riding hard for your guys and like your team. Yes. And that's something we, we love about you. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you a chance to defend your team now. Uh, right. Looking at the lineup, here's my opinion. It's my opinion. So, Wilson versus Mahomes, Mason. McCaffrey versus Chubb, Mason. Gordon versus Peterson or whoever else, Mason. A.J. Brown versus Hopkins, you all. Robinson versus Parker, push. Kelsey versus Hooper, Kelsey. Flex, push. Defense, uh, probably you all. Kicker, definitely you all with the the Korean uh, kicker in there. But... If my opinions are right, and I'm not sitting in the seat that you, Ryan, or Mason are, so they could be completely wrong, where am I wrong, why am I wrong, and how are you all going to win this championship? Mm, Well, you know, it kind of comes with the territory of the name, Jake, to really just be a homer for your guys. I mean, obviously, (laughs) Lamar Jackson, loved dearly by one Jacob Morris. Amari Cooper, Joe Mixon, literally the last guy on Jake Davis's bench Jake would die for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Jake, the, Jake Davis rides the hardest. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Of the three Jakes, I may ride the least hard for my guys, and I probably ride uh, the third hardest of anyone in the league. It just <laughs> something in the name, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I'm I, uh, taking a look at this right now. Um, I really – I think a lot of my hope uh, comes down to um, our first two picks of the draft, and that would be Mahomes and and Chubb. Uh, Mahomes, obviously, has been our guy for for two years now, and um, obviously Russell Wilson going up against uh, Arizona, that's just a a juicy matchup for the Seahawks. But my hope, honestly, is that they just drive down the field, get a really early lead, and knowing that they're going to be making a deep run in the playoffs, kind of take the take the foot off the gas a little bit with Russell and run the ball, um, which they definitely can. Um, so I'm hopeful that that might happen. And then uh, Mahomes going up against the, the Bears defense, and uh, you never know which Bears team is going to show up each week. I think that game could be a high scoring from the Chiefs. And so really hoping that Mahomes uh, beats Russell Wilson, although that's probably leaning towards Russell Wilson right now. And then the second one, I know I know it sounds crazy because McCaffrey is basically two elite running backs put together points-wise. Um, he's an absolute monster this season. But that being said, they are playing against uh, Indianapolis um, on the road. The Colts just got absolutely humiliated. So they're going to come out. Uh, guns a blazing and Carolina starting a new QB this week so I think there's an option for some things to get a little bit mixed up there maybe uh, Will Greer's trying to throw down the field not do as many screen passes to McCaffrey um, and Chubb has been a guy that we've just loved all season uh, he definitely has it in him to have a big game and um, yeah we'll see I think the there's a, a potential for a negative game script for Chubb just going up against Baltimore and them getting ahead early and Chubb not getting as many touches as possible. But I think that Chubb could hang in there with McCaffrey maybe more than people are giving him credit for. 
And then other than that, man, I think every other position is either a push or I'd even lean us. Um, Kelsey and Hooper is probably the, the other matchup where most people would lean Travis Kelsey. He was our guy last year. He's the number one tight end. Um, but I think maybe people are a little quick to forget just how good Hooper was for the first nine, ten weeks of the season. He was dominant. Um, he's come back and had a, he faced a, a tough matchup last week. I think he's got a much better matchup this week against Jacksonville. And I think he could hang in there with Kelsey if not outscore him. So that's, uh, that's what I'm thinking. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's our road to the championship. All right, Mason. Um, so, uh, first comment here is that we will know who the champion is on Sunday night. Um, there are the uh, Packers play the Vikings, I believe, on Monday night, which is not not relevant. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna know um, after the the Kansas City game. Um, so I, I have a two part question for you. Okay. Um, what what does your team? Uh, if you're sitting here on Sunday night and and you're the champion, what what how does your how do you see your team performing in order for that to to be the case? Okay. And um, follow-up question is how in the world will you be watching since you will be um, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean on the other side of the world? Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the, the second question is the one I'll answer first, is, and that's one's probably probably not watching, which is going to be heartbreaking. I'll probably, like, just, like, if there's, if there's any way <laughs> we can uh, get some Wi-Fi where I can refresh Twitter or something like that, then, I mean, that's probably the best that I'm going to get. Let, I'll, I'll, let me jump in here. I remember we were – we usually go to Arkansas as a family. We were at Omaha's house. I remember, like, watching you have Frank Gore score – to win your first championship and it was like <laughs> daggers in my eyes and if i have to like everyone's rooting against you nobody wants a food oh food. yeah <laughs> want if i have to be there to watch you watch it i i don't know what we'll do but anyways i'm sorry go ahead it's fair no that's totally fair and 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 thankfully for both of us i think that might not happen and it's honestly good it's like sometimes i get so nervous during like weekends that like i will like plan my day to where like I need to take a run or like cook during the important games or something like that. Cause I just can't take it anymore. But, um, for, for how I will, uh, I could, or like how, how I would end up on top, um, with another championship. I think, um, you know, it begins and ends with Christian McCaffrey. Um, his floor is basically like 20 points. Um, although he does have a stinker in there and like week two, at Indy, like Jake said, is like kind of hurting, licking their wounds, probably looking for somebody to tee off on. So this could be a bad game for them. And then with Will Greer, you never know what you're going to get with a new quarterback. So I think that as long as McCaffrey comes out and puts up minimum 25 and, and could even scrape his ceiling of like 35, 36, like I think that's like a good start, good place to start. And then from there, I, I really do think a lot hinges on Russell Wilson. I think that, you know, when I made that trade with Connor at the deadline, I thought I was getting for sure the, the higher upside and better quarterback in Russell Wilson than Dak. But then since then, Russell Wilson hasn't topped out over 19 points. And then other than that, he has a 10-point game in there and a 9-point game in there. And I think it's just because Seattle wants to run the ball, and they're really good at it. And so it's like in the red zone, Chris Carson could get those high-leverage touches that like I need for Russell to score. And so if Russell scores you know, like 12 or something like that, then that could be a dangerous place for me. So obviously I need, you know, at least like 18 or 19 out of him. And then honestly, I think that the, and this is like probably one of the more surprising parts of my lineup, a guy that's come on at the end, but the way that I think that I will take the cake in this one is through AJ Brown. You see this, you see this every year. There's always somebody 
on a like marginally relevant team with a good offense who just comes alive at the end of the year and like tears a few games off. And, you know, like I think 2013 when I won that championship, that was Josh Gordon. And this year, you know, I could see AJ Brown being that guy. He was kind of a guy that was, you know, getting like long passes that were like touchdowns that was basically driving his value. And then this last week you saw him get 13 targets, eight receptions, 114 and a touchdown. That's why receiver one numbers right there. And he has a pretty, uh, pretty favorable matchup with the saints. They'll probably be ahead by a good bit and need to throw. And so I think that if I'm sitting there with an AJ Brown 21 or 25, then I think that the, the championship's probably mine. Yeah. Um, we're running a little long and we've got a lot more questions to get to. So I'll ask for a concise answer here and I'll pose it to Ryan first and then to Mason. So the three of you all are the envy of the league. Like we, we all want to be there. We want to win the money, like, but more than anything, like we want our name on that trophy for the first time, for the second time, for the third time, it doesn't really matter. And largely this game, you know, factors in luck, but, I don't think any of us believe it's entirely about luck. There's good owners. There's bad owners. There's a reason the three of you all are in the championship competing for your name on that trophy. Uh, So I'd like to know from your perspective, what are the moves that you made or didn't make um, that have gotten to you this point? Whether it be a pickup, a trade, a trade you didn't do, your favorite draft pick, et cetera. Uh, Ryan, to you first. Yeah, I think this was the year of drafting well, staying put, and not falling into trades that sounded really great on paper. Uh, There was a time there where we were giving up tons of pieces for Zach Ertz with Mr. Chase Darst. It looked good at the time. Chase fell through last second, um, and we were unsure how upset we were about it, but Hooper ended up being great. He went down, and we suffered there for a little bit, but guys like Devontae Parker that we drafted stepped in. Um, Nuke had a couple off weeks, but then back when we needed him to be scoring 18 points a game, he did it. Um, So we didn't make a ton of moves, and even the ones we did, we had enough depth by the draft and by just some couple pickups that there wasn't one guy I can point to, but having that depth and staying put and being logical has enabled us to rattle off games um, that perhaps we didn't score 150, but we still scored 125. Yeah, that's good. Mason? Um, yeah, I think that I'll, I'll point to two things. Um, one, keeping, keeping Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Keeping Christian McCaffrey was the, like, <laughs> absolutely the, one of those things. And it's, it's crazy because last year we had a conversation, Connor, about the trade that I made with Trent. And at, at first I was regretting it because Zeke and Aaron Jones for Christian McCaffrey was a lot to give up, but it's like, you know, obviously that like turned out well last year. And then like this year has propelled me to more success. So like, it turns out, you know, like that, that move that happened like a, a calendar year ago probably um, put me on the springboard for success this year. And then another one I'll point to is just like kind of like spending, you know, seven waiver dollars here, eight waiver dollars there, not on necessarily like the hot name of the week, um, but like guys that I could like have seen growing into a role or who had like high upside. And a lot of those dudes just wasted money on, just completely wasted money on and ended up dropping them like Josh Gordon, picking him back up, like whatever. But like with obviously with AJ Brown and with Raheem Mostert, like those good guys that have paid off and guys that I've like rotated in my flex, which is like a place where I had absolutely nobody. I had like Sammy Watkins in there like four weeks ago. So I think that's definitely part of it too. Yeah. Does anybody remember when Sammy Watkins was like 
valued at wide receiver one when Tyreek Hill was hurt after like week <laughs> one. Like that seems like a long time ago. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very long time ago. I also want to chime yeah. in real quick, concisely. Okay. So we've done really well with defenses. This is something in the beginning of the year that was a weak position in our draft. We thought the Texans would be great, and they ended up not being great, posting games rarely in the double digits. In fact, even games of zero and one. And once we figured out we were a high-scoring team and we could look ahead to the playoffs and uh, round two championship games, we started looking at matchups. I think you guys, Jake and Mason, talked in the pod last week. And flying with the Jets and the Steelers on purpose based on matchups has yielded us double-digit points almost all last five games we've been in. And scoring 16 from your defense always helps if your flex doesn't get to you to where you need to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So before we let you guys go, I've got, uh, I guess, three short uh, questions. First question to Ryan. You've been in the championship a number of times on your own and then with Jake. Um, what would a championship mean to you? Like, how much do you value it? How much does it mean? Like, why is it important? And why is it important to share it with Jake? I told Mason, if I don't win, I will be in a deep, dark place. (laughs) I am tired of putting in the time, getting this close, and then letting it fall through my fingers like wet sand. It it would mean a lot to me just as all this time I'm putting in, yes, it's to build friendship and to keep it together, but that I'm actually good at this sport. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's a damn amount of luck going on, uh, but there's some skill, and we watch matchups. And so it would feel good that um, I can go – 16 weeks, not just 15. Um, And to do it with Jake, I think is evident of that. I cannot do this on my own. Um, The dude has ideas and strategies that are maybe more than chess and checkers. That's some other game that I've never heard of, but (laughs) I wouldn't be able to come up with it without him. So um, he's a necessary ad. And without him, it would not be as sweet. Maybe it would just be, I wouldn't go as deep a depression, but um, winning with Jake would be, would be superb. Awesome. Mason, uh, so you're vying for a three-peat, and everyone hates you, and that's been... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Three-peat is a strong word. Sorry. Not, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not three in a row. Yeah, don't give <laughs> me more let's credit. Not get, let's not get carried away. <laughs> you were vying for middle finger, ring finger, and the pinky finger. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no one else has more than one. Why should we keep playing fantasy football with you? For <laughs> Oh, man, I think because, man, at the end of the day, like, yeah, there's definitely some skill to it. But like, I'd still like even after all this, like it would I I could sit here and be like, yeah, man, it's so much skill. Like I look at all these great decisions I made, but like I, I just like it's still like so much like luck and so much like just being fortunate. Like I I took Melvin Gordon in the fourth or third round, which like for the first four weeks of the season looked asinine, looked so stupid. And then he's, like, come back and been, like, an RB2. But there's every chance that he sits out the entire season. And so I think, like, yeah, like, if I win this year, that'll be three. But at the same time, I think that, you know, like, the door is so wide open that anybody could could force their way in there and win, you know, two or three more before I even sniff the playoffs again. Not Andrew, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last question to you, Jake Nagy. Yeah. So... We've acknowledged that it's luck. I'm not going to ask you who's going to win because, you know, you can make a case for yourself, but the reality is nobody knows. But, like, why are you and Ryan more deserving this year 
to hoist this trophy, to have your name like engraved on there in the 2019 for the, the rest of probably our lives, as long as this league lasts, like why is your team more deserving than any other team? Connor, let me, let me tell you. Okay. So Mason and I became good friends, uh, freshman year, freshman year of high school. And uh, from that point forward, we've competed against each other a lot. We uh, played many backyard hoops game together. Mason is the superior basketball player. We played a year of lacrosse together. Mason was a far superior lacrosse player. He was better at soccer. He was better at football. He was better at Nerf guns. He was better at FIFA. Um, I have, I've, been, uh, I've been a little brother to Mason for a long time. Shout out to Hayden. I know how it feels. And uh, you know what? I think that this is the year. This is the year, Connor, that finally I'm going to beat Mason in something. I, uh, there was one time that uh, we went and played hockey together as friends, and Mason wasn't able to come. I thought that was my one chance to, uh, to, uh, to up Mason pause in something, and, uh, and alas, it, it escaped me. It will not escape me again. Uh, this is the year for Ryan and I. I want to give a little shout-out to, to Mr. Ryan Long. Uh, when we were in sixth grade, in sixth grade, uh, I was getting picked on by a uh, about four foot nine girl who had a locker next to me. Uh, I had broken my leg or something. I was on crutches, and uh, and Ryan stood up for me. And it was at that point that the seeds were laid for what would eventually become Country Road. Take Mahomes. Take Mahomes. Uh, the 2019 Sunday's Finest Champion. Uh, I hope so. Uh, that that Connor is why we are deserving. Uh, this this uh, this team is deserving of a Sunday's Finest Championship. I hope that was emotional and uh, passionate enough for you. Yeah, I'm we're weeping. Yeah, as I, as I wipe away uh, the tears um, <laughs> off my cheek, I, I have um, I have one question to uh, to bring you to bring you all back down to earth a little bit. Um, if if uh, Country Road Take Mahomes wins um, the Sunday's Finest 2019 Championship. Um, how have you all negotiated a uh, payout and is it 50, 50? Do you all buy in 50, 50 and split payout as well? Yes, we do. We do, uh, 50, 50 full time or, uh, fully split part-time owners here. Um, and I think that, you know, Ryan and I might have to discuss a little, uh, we've, we've talked about, uh, going on a friendcation all together. Um, but I think maybe Ryan and I might just have to go on a little uh, little vacation of our own. I, splitting the money halfway. <laughs> splitting the money halfway, I don't know if we actually have enough to do that. Maybe we can meet halfway for Waffle House, but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> so given that um, I'll, I'll do a little needling here from my seventh place position in the standings, um, given that this is Ryan's third, is that correct, Ryan? Correct third final and and your second jake don't you think it should be more like uh the payout being like 66 33 or hey 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 let's be careful now (laughs) sorry so so uh, just 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 a point for for you all to take home if you do win the championship you will be you uh will be taking home 350 jake you will be taking home 350 ryan and mason will also be taking home 350 uh <laughs> coming in second place so um the payout the payout ends up being the the same for three guys um if if you all do end up uh take, taking home the trophy everybody wins so yeah i think you know christian mccaffrey did sit out uh his bowl game i think his senior year 
because he didn't want to get hurt. I think I might write him a strongly worded letter just suggesting that maybe he sit <laughs> out this week. Um, don't hurt himself. Save up for next year so we can split that money three ways. I think that yeah. sounds pretty good. Yeah, three yeah. ways. It doesn't sound that bad. And then also on top of that, I mean, it, it wouldn't be all that bad because right now my own mother is rooting against me. She's actually rooting against <laughs> you all. Because yeah, she right, says like. that I've won too many times. So now I think that that would not only make us happy, but also my mother, which, you know, that would be a pretty yeah. good thing. That's the most important. I think a part of Mace is rooting against himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we've gone too long. We appreciate you giving us a, a few minutes. Uh, good luck. Congratulations for being there. You all deserve it. Uh, we're really excited to watch how it plays out, and we're even more excited for uh, t- what 2020 will bring and sad to see 2019 go as far as the fantasy season goes. It's well-deserved. Good luck this weekend, guys. Yeah, Peace out. Yeah. Yeah. Party like a Saturday.